Hey, John Lund here for my good friends at Modesto Toyota. Did you know for over 54 years, people have been driving from all over Northern California to Modesto Toyota? Why? Because of the great deals and a huge selection to choose from. Over 13 acres of new and used vehicles. And it's no secret the Modesto Toyota has a large selection of certified used Toyotas as well. The best new cars make the best certified used cars. Certified pre-owned Toyotas have a seven-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain warranty and one-year roadside assistance. Modesto Toyota always has a tremendous selection of trucks, cars, and SUVs, all at great low prices. So... Whether you're looking for a new or certified pre-owned Toyota, my good friends at Modesto Toyota, Kevin and the whole crew, they have the one to fit your needs and your budget. It's absolutely worth the drive to Modesto Toyota. Go to ModestoToyota.com. Check them out online, ModestoToyota.com. NFL.com uh, senior columnist, and he joins us courtesy of the Uma Gas Line. Hi, Jeffrey. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm sorry about being late. That was your apology. <laughs> Fashionably no, late. What? Which big NFL power broker were you talking to, Joe? Uh, his name was Javen Shadia, my seven-year-old son. Fighting <laughs> uh, a little virus, a little, a little heat rash, and some diarrhea. So I had to. Oh, up, so I owe you one. I no, oh. that's, there's no explanation. You just explained, and and, and family is his priority You're anyway. A good so daddy. You're there a good you go. Daddy. Oh. Uh, it just let's let's just start general. What's what's just been now that we're you know ten twelve days into. Uh, the reaction from George Floyd's death. What what has been your reaction to the NFL's reaction? Players, organizations, coaches, et cetera. Well, I think my reaction has just been uh, obviously 2016 feels like a long time ago, um, given the way things are progressing and what people are talking. You know, I think there's still a long way to go with this particular topic, but I feel like like the players feel like they're more they're stronger more unified and more aware of their power. I feel like, uh, you know, obviously Roger Goodell is more aware of the need to treat this differently. Um, we'll see how the owners, uh, where they where they line up on this um, in the, the coming months. But I think so far, I think from the way Drew Brees handled his situation to the way the players expressed themselves, I think they're on message. And I think that feels like it's a lot different. Yeah, I think one of the things that was clear was the reaction that Drew Brees got for his initial thoughts, both in the locker room and Michael Thomas, obviously, and Malcolm Jenkins, and then the whole world just got on him, and then he had to, you know, retrace his steps. But where are we with the concept of the white and the black player in the league? I think we're all obviously aware racism is not – uh, the black man's problem or black woman's problem, it, it's whites. Whites have to be enlightened. They're, if they're going to have any change here, it's going to come from the, the race that is doing the racism. Uh, so as far, as far as how this works going forward, Jeff, and just give me your thoughts on you wanted to jump in there on what I said. Yeah, well, I think it's um, look, I think it's, it's, it's all of our problem. You know, I think it's yeah, certainly black people are feeling the brunt of it right now. We're talking about something that's central to our experience but i think it's like if we want to live in a world that we really feel proud of and that is um you know moving in the right direction i think that we all have to see this as something that affects everybody i I said it before i think one of the blessings of the pandemic was that when you went out and you saw somebody else you knew that they were feeling some kind of pain as well you know whether that was either directly affected by this physically or having lost a loved one or losing a job or business struggling i think there was a lot more 
um, awareness of everybody else's problems. And so, and I think some of that is, you know, uh, transferred over into this, where I think you see a lot more people of different skin colors out there protesting and being upset and wanting to change things. So, you know, I say it all the time, especially with the Dupree situation, that, you know, he was speaking from his life experience. And I, I don't really uh, deny him that. Um, I think what happened was other people expressed their life experiences, and then he learned from that, and he was able to adjust his thinking and be a proponent for, for, for change. And I think that's the way it's, it's really supposed to work. I think I always tell, you know, friends of mine who are black, like, we can't sit around and, and condemn people if they say the wrong thing. Like, we have to be willing to, to hear what they have to say. It may be awkward. It may not sound right. It may hurt our feelings. But we have to listen, too, and be compassionate. And I think if you give forgiveness, you, get, you, you combine forgiveness with compassion and love, you get a lot more things accomplished in this world. Jeffrey Judea is joining us, NFL.com senior columnist. Uh, Roger Goodell over the weekend saying that we were wrong. So does that mean that he is going to not only uh, say, okay, you can do this, but actually encourage it? And then what do you think will be then the reaction, especially among sponsors and, and et cetera, because there was such backlash. Obviously, Jerry Jones was a big part of it. Uh, he, did, he did not want that happening. In fact, I, do, I think uh, he, he said that his players could not do that. So as you said, there it, it seems that uh, there's been a lot of movement since 2016 to now, but once the fall comes, assuming that they're going to play, what's going to be the NFL stance and what's going to be the reaction to that? Well, that's where the rubber meets the road, right? <laughs> that's where we find out. Uh, you know, I said, I've said it a lot in the last couple of weeks. Like, I'm not really big on words anymore. You know, you can put out statements and, and you can tweet, and that goes for owners, players, executives, coaches. But you're not going, going to know how people really feel about this and how serious they are about it until you're actually seeing them actually in acting, you know, having an actionable plan. And so, you know, right now it's it's sad to say, but right now it's easy to, to be on the right side of this because there's nothing you have to really sacrifice. Um, you know, there's no money being lost. There's no fans uh, openly complaining about, you know, protesting. Uh, I, I will say two things make this feel a little bit different than 2016, 2017. Again, I think there's a lot more awareness about what happened, a lot more condemnation about this kind of stuff. And and, and George Floyd, and it's, he's become a symbol of, of not only oppression, but of, of hatred, of, of, of disdain, of ambivalence, like all the things that were illustrated in that, of people seeing that officer having his knee on George Floyd's neck and George Floyd dying. And obviously, you know, not protesting, not resisting, um, not even really having a, a, a charge that would, would warrant that kind of reaction. I think people were so outraged by it that they respect anybody who's going to protest that. So I think that that is in the corner of um, that, that. That's a nice card to have for the entire NFL going into the season. But, but as John mentioned, Jeff, uh, uh, Jerry Jones. In Dallas, uh, certainly the most yeah. outspoken owner uh, currently uh, in the NFL has been eerily silent here. Uh, mm-hmm. Has anybody been in communication with him, Jeffrey? And then when the commissioner uh, issued his uh, video release on Friday, uh, he did communicate with some owners in the league, was reported, but not all of them. Uh, was Jerry Jones one of the owners that he communicated with? And when are we going to hear from the owner of the Cowboys on this topic? Uh, I'm not aware of that. I'm not sure about that. Um, you know, that the whole thing transpired in such a, you know, 
I'm going to say a crazy way, coming with an unorthodox where you had a, a guy who does social media for the league pretty much pressing the players to press Goodell and then Goodell getting up there. So I'm sure to be able to get out there and reach everybody and have some kind of situation where everybody's on the same page wasn't doable. Um, but I don't, I don't know where Jerry Jones stands on this. Um, and look, it's, I, we were, I'm working on a column today uh, with some my coworkers, Judy Batista and Mike Silver and, and Jim Trotter. We talk about this issue about where the owners are going to stand on this. And one thing I said that, and I, I feel like one of the real wild cards of this whole thing is that you're talking about at the center of all this is, is a power structure, a power struggle. Um, and so you're going to see how people in power, how they respond to it. I think the first time around, someone like Jerry Jones, some other owners, Bob McNair was this way where they felt like, I think the line McNair used, inmates were in the asylum. And so that's an old school, you know, way of just, you know, basically talking about, you know, these guys need to do what we say. And I think now you're seeing players realize, uh, I think we can reframe this relationship now. And so I think Jerry Jones is, there's many things, but I think he's a smart guy and he's a savvy guy. And I think he might recognize that there's a lot of players in his locker room, uh, two of his biggest stars. One gave a million dollars in his cause. The other one was on that video that went to Goodell that he's going to have to really kind of remedy, remedy his feelings about this for 2016. And at the end of the day, I think guys are going to protest whether he likes it or not. Jeffrey, obviously the, Colin Kaepernick's name is, is prominent through this discussion, especially when it comes to the NFL. And I, I was of the opinion before all of this uh, happened that I, that we had seen the last of Colin Kaepernick in the NFL, but certainly it's, it's restoked the fire in terms of him uh, coming back to the league. Do you think he gets another opportunity now? I think it's more complicated than people make it out to be. Um, you know, the first thing I'll say is I'll say two things. One, I've always been uh, admired Kaepernick for the stance he took and the way he's managed this thing on his end of it in terms of putting his, his career out there, taking a stance. Um, I don't think um, him having a job in the NFL or not having a job in the NFL is really a factor in what's happening right now around the league. Sometimes I get upset about people suggesting that because it's not, uh, okay, he gets a job. Does that mean all of a sudden we have racial harmony? <laughs> like, I don't work that way. Um, so I see it as a separate issue. And I see it as an issue where he's he's played a role in him not having a job. I mean, it's not a very popular thing to say, but I know he's spoken to, to teams going back to 2017. I know he was offered, you know, uh, or he was off, he was given questions that he could have answered in a certain way that would have allowed him to get a job, and he didn't do that. And, you know, I, th- I think there's been a lot of – a lot of discussion about what he really wants, whether it's to be a starter job or to have a certain amount of money. And ultimately, what I think is disappointing for me as far as how Kaepernick handles himself and uh, the playing side of this thing is, and even I guess a little bit on the off the field stuff too, is he's never really spoken. He's never really communicated that much beyond just you know the the, the little workout deal that turned into a circus a few months back and. And that's it. I mean, so it's like I, 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 at some point I hope he starts talking about what he wants and how he wants things to be because I think sometimes it's to his advantage to stay quiet and let people just kind of try to figure it out on their own. Well, his agent did say that he's open to talking to teams and he'd like to play. So all that being said, do you feel Colin Kaepernick will at least be invited to an NFL training camp this year, Jeff? I think there's a chance for that. Uh, I think that there is – now, 
What I don't know, and well, I don't think what anybody knows, is what's in that lawsuit settlement that went down, what can be discussed and what can't be discussed, and where it was left. But, look, he was, again, they tried to create a workout for him, Goodell and the league. He showed up for it, and it, and it went south. Um, I would hope that if whatever team brings him in, if that happened, that he comes in with a mindset of, look, I, I just need to – this is a separate from my – off the field pursuits, having a job here, working, building respect, getting people to trust me. I think, I think it's always hurt Colin in, in terms of getting a job. Is that I think people just don't trust trust him <laughs> to, to to do what they need him to do. Um, and so I think like it's not, in some ways it's not much different than what Cam Newton is going through, at least on the field part. Of it, but it's like, can I come in, be a backup, and be okay with that? I think if he if he can be, I think there'll be opportunities. Great stuff. Jeffrey, thank you so much. We always appreciate your time and uh, looking forward to – I know you're, you said you're doing some projects with uh, with Jim Trotter and others. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I owe you seven minutes. The next time you call me back, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll call it seven minutes early. You're the Go man. back to that son of yours with yeah, a flaming right. case of That's diarrhea. Right. You're gotta watch good it. daddy of the day, Jeff, i got to say. That's Thanks, right. Jeffrey. Appreciate okay. it. All right, guys. Take good talking you. to you, man. Right. Be healthy. Hey, John Lund here for my good friends at Modesto Toyota. Did you know for over 54 years, people have been driving from all over Northern California to Modesto Toyota. Why? Because of the great deals and a huge selection to choose from. Over 13 acres of new and used vehicles. And it's no secret the Modesto Toyota has a large selection of certified used Toyotas as well. The best new cars make the best certified used cars. Certified pre-owned Toyotas have a seven-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain warranty and one-year roadside assistance. Modesto Toyota always has a tremendous selection of trucks, cars, and SUVs, all at great low prices. So, whether you're looking for a new or certified pre-owned Toyota, my good friends at Modesto Toyota, Kevin and the whole crew, they have the one to fit your needs and your budget. It's absolutely worth the drive to Modesto Toyota. Go to ModestoToyota.com. Check them out online. ModestoToyota.com.